I'm glad it worked out, and uh, more so I'm glad you made the film. It was uh, really good. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm glad you had, had fun with it. Uh, Grant, how's it going, dude? Uh, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I just got off a uh, shift at work, so I'm just, I'm just chilling in my car. Oh, really? Uh, in your car? That's right, yeah. I'm in the parking lot of uh, Big Lots on uh, Plainfield. Not trying to dox myself, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there'll be plenty of that tonight, I, I assure you, when we talk about Pinus. Uh, is this a good time to talk? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. I don't want you to feel like you're obligated to stay in this parking lot for this interview. Oh, no, I'm, I'm fully set up. I got, uh, I got some... Uh, I wrote up some notes of what I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I should consider uh, interviewing people in a parking lot sometime. <laughs> I've never done that before. Well, I appreciate doing it over the phone. I feel like I'm a poor podcast guest. But when you said do it over the phone, I was like, absolutely. Huh. I like I'm, I'm much better on phone calls. Than okay, uh, I, I'm glad that I am making you comfortable. But uh, <laughs> truth be told, I have an awful internet connection. And uh, yeah, I... Can't really do, like, Zoom calls or anything. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's awesome. I love my $40 a month AT&T connection. Nice. All right, dude. Uh, my, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, what are you about to say? Well, I was saying um, a comedian had me on his podcast. It was, like, the one time I was ever on a podcast. And um, he posted to, like, his fans or whatever. He was like, uh, really fun, low-energy episode with Grant, and I was like, fuck, I did so bad. <laughs> it must be so terrible low, low energy, you say. He just, he just said low energy. I was like, I, was like, I, was like, I felt like a replacer for saying that it was bad, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, not to worry, this will be a casual interview, you know. Sounds good. Very, Sounds good. very light on content. <laughs> Alright, dude, uh, I guess we should uh, dive right into you, actually. Uh, let's get some background out of the way. Um, what's your uh, origin story, and uh, how did you get into comedy? Sure, yeah, background. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio area. I went up to Grand Rapids for college. I started doing stand-up while I was in college. And uh, moved around a little bit in the Midwest, and went back to Cincinnati for a little bit and then lived in Chicago for a little bit, but during the pandemic, I decided to move back to Grand Rapids and, uh, yeah, make that, that movie, 
with some some buddies from us of college buddies and kind of friends of friends and we uh we, we did it yeah uh in my uh, research on you, and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, you attended uh, Calvin University, right? That's right, yeah. Okay, I was wondering that for a sec. Like, hmm, is this the same Grant Styles writing this uh, Drake review, or am I wrong? Oh, yeah, that's, that was me, for sure. Don't, don't read any of my articles from the newspaper from college, but that is definitely me. Oh, uh, no, I enjoyed them, so... Okay, so uh, how did you uh, first get into comedy? I think I always wanted to to do do comedy stuff. I would listen to a lot of comedy and, and podcasts when I was in high school, and then got to college and started doing some stand up stuff, some with friends, and then eventually kind of started doing doing the open mics around town here, going to to Tip Top and places like that, and just got got going that way. Yeah, how would you uh, describe your comedy style? My comedy style, uh, back when I was really doing stand-up, it was a lot of a guy uh, who had been hit over the head a bunch of times. That was probably my, my comedy style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched, uh, yeah, I watched uh, a lot of your vids on your uh, YouTube channel, and... Uh, I was actually very impressed about the shout out you got on the Doug Stanhope podcast. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so you met Doug Stanhope? Yeah, definitely. I I was the doorman at the comedy club in Cincinnati for a few years, and uh, my friend Lee Kimbrell, who is one of the actors in the film, he plays the the uh, the hitman guy uh, Gene. He. Uh, he was working there with me, and we ended up one of the nights. Uh, Doug stand up like this, and he he had us open for him. So that was cool. And got to, got to meet him and hang out with him a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, super cool. Oh wait, so you opened for him? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how was that? It was it was daunting. There was pretty packed crowd, pretty rowdy crowd. But. Um, yeah, he's he's super nice and really supportive of comedy. I think his he kind of gets pegged in his style as being more political, but the, like the kind of comedy that he actually likes is really stupid, really silly comedy. So he yeah, I'm a yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Stanhope, and uh, saw seen him a couple times as I'm and I've met him twice. Nice, nice dude. Yeah, he's 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 really cool. All right. All right, so, okay, uh, you mentioned there that uh, that you used to stand up a lot. Uh, is that not the case anymore? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, during the pandemic, definitely definitely shut down, doing comedy, went and made the movie. And then last year, I was, I was trying to pick it back up a little bit, but it was just tough. I had, you know, I'd go do a set and then come back and have this huge, big project to edit, and I was like, uh, I should just pick one, and so I just went, went, went with the movie stuff, and just been, been working on that since, since last year, and now uh, finally got it done. Okay, uh, before we get into the movie stuff, uh, any plans to delve further into comedy in the future? I don't know, I don't know, I, it, um, I'll probably make videos for sure, 
definitely make comedy videos, but uh, yeah, I don't know about stand-up. I might be, might have had said my last words a tip top. Hmm. Well, uh, hopefully that won't be the last. I uh, have enjoyed your vlogs and your uh, interview videos. Found them very hilarious. Nice, dude. Yeah, definitely, definitely be doing videos. <laughs> uh, speaking of videos, uh, let's get into the meat of this uh, discussion. Your uh, debut film, Pinus. Uh, hold on a sec. <clears throat> ah, sorry about that. You know, I got my COVID shot, shot again earlier this week. You'd think I wouldn't be coughing. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and sadly, once again, it took me out for a day. Yeah. yeah. Now you think third shot, my body be used to it. Hey. Oh, no, yeah, I got the same, I did the same thing. I was, I was out. At uh, the very least, I was able to get out of work for a day, so that was pretty nice. Nice, nice. All right, so, uh, Pinus, your first feature film. Uh, when was the concept for Pinus first conceived? Yeah, I was definitely thinking about it in Chicago. I lived in Chicago just briefly, not even for a full year before the pandemic. But I was an extra. I did some extra work on film sets. And I was definitely thinking about making my own. A project wanted to go back to Grand Rapids and and make it with somebody's. We kind of talked about doing a doing a pr film project and yeah. During the pandemic, I really just finally had the time to sit and type up a whole whole script and and you know go back up here and do it. And yeah, so I definitely started maybe right before the pandemic and then bloomed into a full script. Kind of in this first few months of, of uh, COVID. Uh, what uh, roles did you play when you were in Chicago? Oh, it was just uh, crappy background extra guy stuff. I was on a, a very weird Netflix movie that Aaron Sorkin made with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, oh, really? I was, yeah, I was in there. They had a big crowd of uh, hippie looking young people and I was in the throngs of the, the crowd but uh, I got to be close to Sasha Baron Cohen standing by him at one point which was a good highlight of my life oh uh, god did uh, did anyone do a Borat impression with within his vicinity so it's funny I'm probably breaking some sort of um some, some sort of legal agreement that I signed, but they did tell all of the extras not to uh, go up to him or say anything about uh, Borat or anything to him, specifically. Oh, God, so no one just shouted, very nice. I wish, I should have done that. I, I would have gotten punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, Chick Wee. <laughs> Chick Wee, yeah. he is very bad, very good. Yeah, yeah uh. I'm a huge fan of him so that was super cool to just watch him on the set yeah yeah i joke but uh yeah i could see why he would have those conditions put in yeah you, you don't want to you, god you get god you'll get every yeah you'll get every freak coming in just disrupting yeah. the process with uh borat quotes yeah 
Yeah, I'm sure his life is already a mess just going to a restaurant and having people shut stuff out to him, but... Uh, oh, he's so good at, dis- at disguises, though, that uh, I think he could get away with it. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, what were the influences behind Pinus? Sure, yeah, the, the main influence that kind of made me want to make movies at all was this uh, movie I watched when I was in school called uh, Hey, Stop Stabbing Me. <laughs> it's it's a if you like my movie, you will have a a blast if you if you watch this this film. <laughs> what's that? What's it about? I it's, I can't uh, imagine what's about. It's a horror comedy shot on um uh, shot on video, like um digital video videotape a camcorder movie, and uh, it's from the two thousands. And, um, yeah, it's just this, it's the same exact, um, type of logic as, as my movie where the guy gets out of college, he's looking for a job, he finds a really bad job and ends up digging ditches as his job. And he moves into this house where, um, someone is killing all of the, the roommates in the house and he has to figure out who's, who's the killer. But, um, means more to horror than, um, my movie, but uh, definitely super funny, and there's a million million laughs in it. So that was that was my main guiding guiding light for my movie was that. All right, so uh, one of the major points in the promotion of this film was that it was made with a camera that you said you purchased at Best Buy with a stimulus check. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what kind of camera is it? It's a Sony A7S. I believe they've made some newer versions of it uh, since I bought mine. But, um, yeah, it's a camera I just got at Best Buy, and then I got a a 35mm lens. I thought that would be the best lens, but we shot it all with the the same lens. And, um, yeah, I think it looks okay. I mean... Definitely for the the budget, I think we did a did an okay job. I mean, I shot the whole shot the whole movie myself. Any time that I'm not on the screen, I I filmed it all. We didn't really have any uh, big crew. We had my friend Johnson do the sound, and then my friend Sam did all the uh, blood and kind of practical effects and things. But yeah, crew crew was pretty pretty light. And had my wife, who was kind of our, our script supervisor, driver, and then um, John and Skylar, who were both in the movie, they were producers of the movie as well. But um, yeah, pretty pretty small crew. Mm-hmm. But but I think we we did an okay job. Yeah. So, uh, what made you decide to get a camera from Best Buy specifically? Like, was there a big grand artistic motivation or uh was it like spare the moment yeah it was definitely um you know just cost limitations of what would be realistic i mean i wrote the script with the intention of shooting it myself so uh you know i already had 
you know, actors in mind and, and people I know, like, oh, this person would be good for this, this person could do this part. And then, yeah, I just had no, no budget, no money. I just wanted to make something. So, yeah, I just went, went to the store, got the camera, and we started shooting pretty, pretty soon after that. It was a lot of uh, learning the camera as we were going. <laughs> Now, uh, this is your first feature film, but uh, but on your uh, YouTube page, you have what you call iPhone films, called uh, Uber Driver and Grant and Moose. That's right, uh, yeah, yeah. So, did, did some other movies, just uh, shooting on my phone. That Uber Driver one, I, I think that one still holds up. I watched that from, like, a year ago. That's the same, same guy, my friend Lee, who stars in that. I'm, like, a... Uh, a documentary filmmaker uh, messing with him, trying to get under under his skin a little bit there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I like that one okay. Uh, how about Grant and Moose? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I like that one too. I haven't seen it as, as recently as the other one. But, um, yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind either of those. The tone is, is definitely a lot different than um, in the, the feature that we did. But, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like those. Yeah, uh, how did uh, doing those two films, like, influence Pinus? Since, obviously, I'm seeing, like, the DIY lo-fi aesthetic, you know, between an iPhone and a camera bought from Best Buy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the aesthetic, aesthetic choices, I, I think when you shoot with those type of consumer cameras, like, you really are limiting the amount of choices that you have. I think when you're filmmaking, you can kind of get paralyzed by how many choices that uh, you could possibly make in certain scenes. But when you have, you know, no lighting rigs or no crew, and you just have the consumer crappy cameras, you can you have less... Uh, you're forced to do it a certain way, and it, it creates a certain style just from from doing it that way. Hmm. Uh, overall, uh, do you feel like your style of filmmaking in Pinus uh, is part of any sort of a particular style or movement or film group? Yeah, hopefully it's in you know the the lineage of those you know great no budget movies like i was saying you know with that hey stop stabbing me um yeah there's some other filmmakers too that that work in similar styles you know from here there's uh joel petrykis definitely stole some stuff from from his movies and then um there's another filmmaker from oklahoma that i like a lot named uh, mickey reese and mickey reese has made he he makes like three movies a year really fast and just output is crazy and he you know shoots movies like how i made mine but he makes like multiple of them a year and so definitely definitely influenced by that and then um i don't know if you know the guy do you know the guy who's made like a million songs the guy matt farley um no it sounds very familiar but i'm drawing a blank yeah there's a guy in um New England named Matt Farley, and he is famous for uh, spamming Spotify with 
all like thousands and thousands of songs. So any word you type in, he has a song about it, and he makes money from uh, you know people oh. just searching. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Is this the guy who does stuff like the guy who who sings about stop signs? That's right. Uh, Oh, yes. I am familiar with that guy. Yeah. I think that guy's awesome, and he makes movies, too. Exactly exactly like um, the type of movies that uh, (laughs) that I was talking about, and and, uh, he's got some some monster movies, some... some other comedy movies, just like local hometown comedy <laughs> movies. And, oh. uh, yeah, he, he's a huge influence. If you watch one of his, I think some of his are on YouTube too, but, uh, yeah, he's, his movies are super funny because he will give, like, a normal person who's not a trained actor, like, a very, um, large chunk of dialogue that they have to say it's like really like verbose dialogue you know delivered by just a normal person from his town that he knows <laughs> and I, I just think that's so so funny and i have a few moments in, in uh, our movie where i just gave gave just a normal you know non-professional actor just a huge chunk of dialogue that they have to wrap their their uh, tongue around it's pretty funny oh god uh Last time I listened to him, didn't he like not he didn't appear not on Jimmy Kimmel that other late night guy? He, uh, I think he was on there. He did a song about Pizza Hut. Yeah, I think I seen that too. Yeah, he, he was on like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah Jimmy like, Fallon. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Pizza Hut song. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's awesome. Well, it's I good. Know. It's good to meet me a fellow appreciator of the guy who. Uh, Put out an entire album about garden gardening. Or exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, off question here, but uh, have you ever heard of a filming movement from the 2010s called Mumblecore? Yeah, I've definitely, definitely seen some Mumblecore movies. Um, I've seen some of those. Definitely seen. I think when I was first, you know, getting into more indie movies, I I watched a, a lot of uh, a lot of those, like Joe Swanberg and. Um, I'm trying to think what be good examples. I guess like Duplass Brothers and and Joe Swanberg. So I definitely am super super aware of those those movies. Okay, yeah, that was what first came to my head when I saw the trailer for Pinus. You know, aesthetics, yeah, aesthetics, and dialogue yeah. wise. Yeah, I like those movies too. All right, uh, what was the filming for Pinus like? Like, what were the challenges, the high and lows? Yeah, challenges, I mean, I mean, it's embarrassing even to say it, but it's just like finding time when everyone was off work to come uh, film. Because, you know, we caught everybody at a good time, I think, you know, filming it in that summer after, like, the first wave of the pandemic. So, like, uh, Lee, he lives in Cincinnati. He came up for a week, and we had him every week i think um you know by design we we tried to film you know i set most of it at night so for the crew and people that had to come off their shifts and and work we could just do do a lot of the filming at night and that was really really helpful to to get get everybody there and uh, yeah i think uh i think that was that was a challenge just 
making sure we had times where everyone could come, you know, because I wasn't able to, I didn't have any money, you know, everyone just did it as a favor, so, you know, it's it's okay if they have work or have to miss or can't come a certain day, have to reschedule, because it's not like, um, um, you know, paying the big bucks. <laughs> uh, speaking of big bucks, maybe you answered this earlier, but uh, overall, how much did the movie cost to make? Yeah, the production budget with the camera, the mic, and the light, I would say $2,500 for the production budget. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say that's the full budget. That was a budget to just make it and shoot it. Uh, but then, you know, I end up getting hours and hours of all this footage in 4K on my drives that I'm trying to edit on my laptop, and it's just completely impossible. So a year later... Uh, my wife bought me a, a nice computer, and I, I edited it on my computer. So I wouldn't totally include that, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say $2,500. We never really went, went past that. Oh, so it was a little bit more than the stimulus check. That's right, yeah. I got the camera with the stimulus check, and I had to get a mic and a film light. So, yeah, probably, probably went, went up to $2,500, $2, so... Yeah, if only God Emperor Trump gave us more money. I know, I know. I was waiting, waiting for for another stimulus check. Could have, could have, could have bought a better camera. <laughs> Which we still haven't got. So thank you, Joe Brandon. <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay. That was some exciting production talk. Exactly. Yeah, it's what the it's what the audience of GSP craves. <laughs> yeah, you gotta know the facts and the figures. You gotta. I don't know. I mean, people are obsessed with, like, oh, you know, Christopher Nolan made this movie for 7000 but this guy made this movie for 11000 So, so yeah, Pinus is, is, is a solid $2,500. Very nice. All right, uh, let's get into the movie itself. Uh, what is Pinus about? Sure, yeah, the movie is a homemade comedy nightmare um, existential comedy that takes place over one night um, it stars my friends uh, Skylar Perkins as Pinus and also Lee Kimball as Gene, a hitman who uh, mistakenly tracks down Pinus hmm. yeah uh, and the name itself Pinus is that an actual name? It is the uh, Latin word for um, pine. As in the know, as in the anyone, tree pine. Yeah, I don't know if anyone has that name as a person, but um, except for my character in the movie. Uh, I was it mentioned in the film that some character I think says a combination of Linus and Penis. Uh, the Uber driver makes fun of him and says it's a combination of uh, penis and anus. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, there we go. Okay, my bad. I immediately thought the character line is from Peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, and the character... Mainly, mainly it's really funny to see it on the marquee at the movie theater. That's, that's, 
the main uh, draw for naming it that for me. For me, it's, it was it was uh, it gave me gave me some joy to see that uh, <laughs> on the marquee. All right, uh, and speak of Pinus, how would you describe the character of Pinus? Sure, he is. Um, to me, he is what happens when you don't uh, take charge of life and just uh, let life happen to you. <laughs> he is uh, a blank slate and he is letting um, everyone in the town ha- harass him and um, put him through uh, hell for a night. Yeah, he had his uh, famous line, you know, I have to work tomorrow. Exactly, yep. Or, <clears throat> hold on a sec. I have to work tomorrow. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Alright, so, uh, another point in the film's promotion, aside from being filmed on a camera best from, uh, sorry, besides being filmed on a camera purchased from Best Buy, is that it's filmed in Grand, here in Grand Rapids. Uh, why Grand Rapids? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Grand Rapids. I think it's a it's a good uh, stand-in for lots of American, you know, mid-sized American cities. You know, so it really could could be a lot of American cities, but you know, we filmed it specifically here because this is where where I live and where where all my buddies live. And um, I think we got a lot of good good footage of of town. I think I got a lot, a lot of compliments of people saying, like, oh, you filmed this one place, so uh, this isn't here anymore. Just, like, different spots being gone from, from two years ago when we filmed it. Hmm. Have you uh, ever seen any other films that take place in Grand Rapids? Yeah, there's a few. Um, I'm trying to think of one. There's a few Hollywood movies. There's, like, um, that movie 30 Minutes or Less was here. Yes, that's the, bi- that's the big one I was uh, going to say. That one. I love the display inside of Vito's Pizza that says, like, Danny McBride ate at Vito's Pizza. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah, so uh. that one, I'm trying to think, like, um, this weird one's like the one where Jason Segel is David Foster Wallace. Oh, oh the end of the tour, that. yes. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that, that, was, that some good Grand Rapids content. Yeah, that one really surprised me, uh. Because it was during one of the first scenes when they get together and they're uh, driving and talking. Yeah. And look at the background, I'm like, hey, hey wait a sec. Is that, yeah. tw- is that 28th Street? Yeah, that one, that one was, was uh, here. And then um, Joe Petrakis, his, his movies are all, all in Grand Rapids. Yeah. So he's got three or four movies that are, are Grand Rapids. But yeah. other than that, I'm not, not totally sure if there's any other... Big movies here. Oh, uh, I do have a suggestion. It's one of my favorite because it's so awful. It's uh, called The Chaos Experiment. Okay, is St- this a Grand Rapids? Uh... Yes, um, but I'll just give you a summary. Uh, it stars Val Kilmer. Okay. And uh, it takes place in Grand Rapids because uh, I guess... Um, God, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I think this was because of like the price of filming it here was cheaper. Yeah. You know, so, so basically it's a dude played by Val Kilmer who, uh, 
goes to the local, goes to the Grand Rapids press and claims that he's uh, locked a group of people in a steam room underneath the Amway Hotel, and he uh, and he killed them all in some grand experiment. That's amazing! I have to watch that. I'm gonna watch that this it's, weekend. It's it's ve- it's very bad. Uh, Val Kilmer's uh, his way of portraying severe ment- psychotic psychotic mental illness is to like well besides act crazy like literally stand still and look catonic during certain scenes and uh yeah apparently apparently it only had like one show one premiere showing in uh lansing and that was it yep straight straight to video i love the um those, um, like, skyways and tunnels around, around the hotel. Yep. I don't particularly like the hotel, but I like those bubble skyways. Well, well, that's, that's sad to hear, dude, because, uh, this podcast is sponsored in part by Amway. No! Oh, no. Amway, uh, would you like to start your career off? Would you like to go into business for yourself? <laughs> no, it, I'm kidding, it's not. It's actually still sponsored by Drake's Party Store in Grand in Kalamazoo. Okay, okay, I can get behind that. <laughs> Drake's Party Store totally not a not totally not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> anyway, yeah, check out the Chaos Experiment. It's awful, but I love the film. Yeah, I'm down. I, I love I love high both high and low art. So I will check out the the Chaos Experiment. All right, so uh, and okay, so uh, back to the serious questions here. Um, during the film, this was something that I was doing. I was uh, mentally trying to like map out Pinus's journey because, being that this is Grand Rapids, yes. there's a lot of Grand Rapids spots. Yep. And uh, we mentioned that there'd be a lot of doxing in this episode. So uh, one of the one of them that I did recognize is. Uh, Actually, right to, right down from where I live, here on Welty Street, it's okay. it's that uh, still abandoned uh, gas station. Yeah, that's a beautiful gas station. Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, it's all, it's been like that since I moved here in 2013. I do remember it being open once years. I don't know, like 2009, I think, when I visited here once. Mm. But uh, yeah, so. So yeah, you were right down from my house when you were filming that. Yeah, it was it was fun to premiere it, and you know there is so many little spots on Wolfie where we filmed. Yeah, so what I want to ask is, uh, in the film, uh, does Pi- does Pinus have like a set route, or like were these locations just kind of chose at random? Yeah, we tried to just. You know, I'd like to make up a Google map or something of of where he goes, but he does go from, like, the, you know, kind of off the like, like, uh, southeast side of Grand Rapids to, makes his way to Hudsonville area, and then comes back, and that would be, be his main, his main route. Yeah, I have to give it to Pinus too. He is uh, very athletic as a character. Like yes, he runs, yes. he runs a lot in that. 
Yeah, we put put Skyler through the paces with all the the running scenes. <laughs> all right, so uh, in regards to a. Uh, in regards to themes, are there any specific ones covered in the film? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the, the surface level is just like, it's a vehicle for me to throw like hundred visual jokes and, and bits and things in my comedy in, but, but yeah, there's themes of you know, getting getting kicked out of your house, you know, needing a job, trying to to find your way in life, kind of post-collegiate experience or post, post-grad um, aimlessness and life coming to scare you and, and shit on you. There's definitely a lot of that. And then there's some some environmental uh, situations as well. Oh yeah, that's the terrorist group that he's accused of being part of. Is technically like an eco terrorist group. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so uh, how has the reception for the movie been so far? It's been great. It's I really thought that I would show it for my friends one or two times and then it would it would just kind of go away and i just put it online but um but yeah that that premiere at the wealthy was a shit ton of people and then i took it down to the comedy club uh where you know that actor lee lee uh lives and works and and we showed it in there in the comedy club and also i was nervous about showing it to the comedy club audience but they um were super receptive to it and, and laughed along like you know like they're at a comedy show and um, you know we're still respectful of it and, and you know wanted to engage with it and we did like a Q&A after that showing with myself and, and Skylar and Lee and, and they're asking questions and super curious about it I was I was pretty pretty shocked that, that um, you know more than my friends and friends of friends have seemed to interested in it but i will i will take it all right so uh what are your plans for the film right now uh are you gonna get showed at other venues or festivals get a streaming service i'm gonna try to do one or two more cities and then uh, do another night in grand rapids and that would be kind of like a party for uh the film going online and then we'd have like a you know, like a streaming, like on Twitch, show it online for everyone, and then it just would would be on on um, like a, a, my website, and it would just be there for kind of suggested five dollar donation. But you could just click through the site and just watch it for free if if uh, if you'd like. So yeah, kind of like a pay pay what you want or a free situation on the website coming soon. Ah, uh, very nice. So, uh, how about you? Uh, you got any future movie plans? Uh, like, say, a sequel to Pinus? <laughs> a Pinus Extended Universe? I wish. I wish I, I was smart enough and good at uh, branding enough to uh, make action figures and um, Marvel shows, Disney shows about 
Thanos, but I, I I have no plans for the character. I think he might have seen his last his last uh, moments in uh, the end of that movie. Uh, perhaps one day he'll get like a remake, like a Rob Zombie, yeah, cool. like Rob Zombie remakes it or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Just do the same exact thing with with all actors everyone knows. That would be great. Okay, so uh, what about movies in general? Uh, do you uh, have anything in mind? Anything you're working on? Yeah, I definitely have uh, a few scripts in different stages and ideas and I'm kind of going back and forth on. The, that movie was was difficult for me to make. I think I, I put a lot on myself to, to get it done and I finally got it done, but... It took me took me longer than I had anticipated, so I'm a little bit gun shy about going straight and doing the same thing with the same same uh, you know resources. But I'm definitely definitely wanting to do it again. I've got got a few ideas. I got a script that's kind of like a goopy, uh, more of a horror goopy monster monster movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could tell from some of the music, but my friends and I are obsesses about uh, John Carpenter. So I'd like to do do some type of horror comedy monster movie. But uh, we'll see we'll see if that one comes together. Uh, John Carpenter, he's living his best life right now. Uh, he's making music and enjoying his royalty checks while he uh, gets high and plays Xbox. Yeah, he's 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 the best. He. He's, he, that's the best way to retire, just play video games all day. Just true GOAT behavior. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I'm glad I'm glad we mentioned music, because that makes for a very good transition. Uh, now, now, you've done, now, let's see, you've done sketches, you've done interviews, you've done vlogs, and now you have a movie. But, uh, also recently you did a music video. That's right, yeah. Yep. So uh, the guy, yeah, the guy who did the music in my film is my buddy from school, and uh, yeah, he let me direct his band's music video. Yep, and uh, that that group would be a local rock band, Parlor Voice, and the video is for their song "Full Speed to Redemption." Yeah, yeah. yeah how did this project come about? Yeah, we just um, we were watching a lot of music videos. I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, and I think I've made Johnson this way as well. Johnson is the the uh, force behind the band Parlor Voice and, and the music and sound for my film. Uh, we were roommates in school, and I got him super into 90s indie rock music. And he kind of took that and, and created a whole band and a whole, whole world, but... I have always appreciated those bands um, kind of teaming up with comedians. Like, there'll be, you know, Mr. Show in a video for, like, uh, Yellow Tango or something like that, or um, Tom Sharpling. Uh, he directs a bunch of funny music videos for, for different indie bands. So I just wanted to copy copy those people, and we, we made... Uh, Kind of more of a silly, funny video, but I think it shows their their personalities pretty well compared to some of the other local local band uh, type 
video rock videos that you see normally. Hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of video, uh, what is the concept concept slash story within the music video itself? <laughs> well, this is music video logic, which uh, is famous for being very illogical. But um, as I recall, the story of the video is uh, Johnson takes his record to the big bad uh, corporate record label and they reject it. So the band decides to disband and go their separate ways. And uh, they all get themselves into uh, various situations. Uh, Johnson decides to become a bowler and he is harassed by his uh, doppelganger. <laughs> and you know it's a doppelganger because he has an evil eye patch on. Yes, yep, eye patch. Yep. And then uh, Dan, the bass player, opens a bike shop, which is, uh, yeah, I guess it's a, he's not good at fixing the bikes. I forget what happens, but he, uh, the big bit of that is we lined up like 40 bikes and he falls and knocks over all of the bikes. <laughs> I, I love in movies when a line of 20 motorcycles gets knocked over. So I wanted to... Uh, classic gag. Like that. Yeah, it's just, that's just classic comedy. And then, um, I'm trying to think, the drummer decides to be a homemaker. So he's cleaning and gardening, but then eventually, with all of his uh, utensils and tools, just ends up drumming in in various uh, activities around the house and then Sam the guitar player he decides he needs to uh, become literate so he goes to school in kind of a Billy Madison fashion he goes to school as an adult and um, fails his test so the band <laughs> decides to go find Johnson and get the band back together because they've, they've failed as uh, individuals and they need each other. Now, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. This is maybe just my interpretation of this video, but uh, it seems like it's saying that, uh, yeah, why why need to learn how to read? When you could be a member of a hit local indie rock band. That's the music video logic. It's anti, anti-literacy in its, uh, its logic on accident. <laughs> okay, that's good, because uh, despite being a writer, I have taken a very anti-literate term, term <laughs> here. You know, fuck writing, fuck reading, it's all bad. Don't, exactly. Don't do yeah, that. Just, yeah, just, just talk, just do a podcast. You don't need to write stuff down. Yeah, don't, yeah don't, don't do any of that. Just go on social yeah. media. Exactly. <laughs> okay, jeez. And, uh, yeah, actually kind of like Pinus, too, uh, this music video also featured local places here in Grand, here in Grand Rapids. Like, uh, I recognize Turnstiles, obviously. I recognize the bowling alley. I can't remember the name of it, but I always pass by it to and from my day job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where, they, uh where are locations? That's, that's, a good, that's a good bowling alley, I'm trying to think. The record label, that's just uh, one of the office park buildings on uh, the Beltway. We stole some shots in front of there. 
And then the parking garage, I believe, is the government center. Like if you you uh, go underneath the government buildings, the, the parking there, we filmed that in there. And um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, we convinced Sam's mom to let us go into her kindergarten classroom. That was that was a great location. <laughs> uh, very nice. Yeah. And the bowling alley didn't care. We were filming in there. I guess they thought we were filming, like, us bowling, like, for a tape or something. So we just filmed in there. They didn't care. Yeah, he just let you... Um... He smiled, and the owner smiled as he shook his head, thinking, ah, yeah. to be young again. Yes, yeah, that's, that's one of the pluses for having a small camera. People assume you're taking pictures or, you know, not making a feature film or a music yeah. video, yeah. you're just walking with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> ah, those kids and their TikToks. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you've done vlogs, you've done interviews, sketches and now a movie. Uh, is this your first music video? It is, yeah. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to, to direct music videos and do stuff like that, but yeah, never never connected with, with any groups besides Parlor Voice, and we got, I think we got a good idea together and made that one, but I'd love to, to make more. I think yeah. I'm going to do one or two coming up next year, but... Uh, yeah, so uh, what was the filming process like? Uh, did you use different equipment than from Pinus? Or? No, no, same same stuff, same camera. It was nice I didn't have to do audio. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's the exact same, <laughs> everything. All right, so uh, you said that you do plan on doing more music videos in the future? That's right, yeah. Uh, anything that you can give us right now, like... Anything set? Any set plans? Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away. But uh, yeah, I think one of them will just be another low budget one, and then the other one I think will have a little bit of a, a little bit of a budget behind it, so I might be able to to run out a a real more of a real deal camera. So that'd be fun. Okay, uh, what has the reception for the music video been? I think it's been great. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I I asked Johnson about. It. I think it got more more traction and more plays for them, and drew some more people to to their stuff. But yeah, I haven't. It's it's different because um, you know we showed the film live with everyone, and they can go up to me and and say what they thought about it. But the YouTube or the video was just on YouTube and Instagram, so don't have that same feedback. But feels like it was, it was positive. Alright, and I assume you're going to work with Parlor Voice again? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like Johnson to just do do all the music for my, my films going forward. Um, I'll probably, probably be their director guy for their, their uh, videos or content or whatever they do. So it's a mutual uh, partnership. Alright, dude. Uh, that's actually all I wanted to talk about with you tonight. Yeah, that's, that was great. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for, for being being interested and, and coming to the movie. And, and I'm glad it sounds like you had fun. Indeed. But, uh, indeed I did. Yeah, let's, uh, I'll see you, see you around town probably. Were you at the, with Johnson's show? 
Uh, what show? Johnson's uh, Part of the Voice show. Oh, 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 this past Wednesday? Did you, were you there? Uh, no, I had it in my uh, query there. You know, I'm one of those guys that always hits going or interested on Facebook events. Oh, yeah? But, like I said, uh, the the COVID booster did not agree with me. Oh, so. okay. They're, yeah, I was just going to say that they got uh, they got vinyl records out. If any of your your fans want to check it out, they got uh, Father Voice got the new album out with, with vinyl. So check that out and then uh, definitely hit, check out my uh, my uh, movie when it goes live on, online. Uh, actually, yeah, it's uh, end of the show, so promo time. Uh, where can uh, people find you? Where can they watch your vids or contact you or anything that you would like? Yeah, for sure. Um, anyone can can uh, find me on Instagram. I'm Grant Styles on Instagram. And then uh, YouTube, if you just type in Grant Styles Comedy or Pinus into uh, YouTube, you can definitely track me down. Track me down those two places. And then anyone wants to talk to me about uh, the films or filmmaking, you can... Can, uh, can always message me. Alright, folks, and uh, that that would be this episode with uh, Grant Stiles. Uh, Grant, thank you for coming on. I very much enjoyed Pinus. I enjoyed your other vids, and uh, yeah, dude, uh, look forward to your future work. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I greatly appreciate it. Yep, and folks, as usual, you can find this podcast on pretty much Every stream, every streaming service, except for Apple Podcasts, because Steve Jobs hates me. And uh, yeah, uh, find a, find the page on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Shulky Podcast. Uh, official website for me is GarrettShulky.tumblr.com. Uh, sad to say that uh, it seems that I'm no longer getting celebrity endorsements, so. Now I'm back to doing my own promos. It was fun while it lasted. Sadly, I have to go back to my day job now. So, uh, yeah, Grant, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, and folks, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. Here is the outro song. Mm-hmm.